This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. In pipe, pour, three, two, one. Domo arigato, Mr. Robato. Do itashimashite. Suck my balls, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Genius Brain. I have my lovely, lovely girlfriend, my partner in crime, my jean jacket patch wearing lady, Mariel Song in the house. Hola. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> the, you speak four languages, but you chose to speak a language you don't speak at all. The last phrase of suck my balls threw me off. So I'm like, hola. <laughs> Would you have ever thought that you would have been with somebody like me. No, never, ever in my life. I never thought you people existed. I thought it was just a... Which, what, do you, what do you mean, you, you people? people. <laughs> what do you mean? What you do you mean by that? funny, attractive... Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> That's not what she thought at all. No, but... I feel like your ideal version of a guy was actually the complete opposite of me. It was somebody... Remember when we first um, started going out? I remember you used to tell me about... I don't know if it was a slight to me, but you would always mention, you know, in, when I was in Taiwan, these guys, they would always open the doors for me. Oh, totally. They would, they would just, when it when it would rain, they would take off their jacket and shield me from the weather. <laughs> I was like, who are these sons of bitches? Who are these guys? Uh, the guys who love to watch Korean dramas and be that main character because that's the guy that I was And who I was, was that at? guy in Taiwan that you were talking about? Uh, who was, which one? <laughs> the one that you said was like super sweet. You had a big crush on him, but nothing ever happened. Oh yeah, he. Um, <laughs> who was he? Uh, I don't know. What did he do? I, I don't remember, but I remember you told me he wrote you a letter or something before you left. Or, or oh no, that was that was in college. Yeah, that oh. was not in Taiwan. That well, was in, what was that one then? Which one? The, the Taiwan? The, the college guy. The college guy. Um, we we're just really good friends and. You know, I was really comfortable with him. It was like my girlfriend. He was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's such a <laughs> painful thing to hear as a guy. When a guy hears that the girl that he really, really likes, that he's just infatuated with, goes, "Yeah, you're like one of my girlfriends." Spear to the heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't say anything. He was just like, you know, one of the girlfriends. We always hung out together, mm. and I was really comfortable with him, and he was really comfortable with me as well, I guess. But. There was no hints of anything. Like, there was no moves. What do you mean? Like, if, there was nothing? No. If there was a sign, then I would have been like, uh-oh, you know? And maybe some we would have talked about it or something. But then it was until the last minute after we graduated where I got this present and a letter. And it was it was a really sweet letter. But what, what did the letter say? Uh, it was like a poem. <laughs> what, what did... Oh, God. I don't know. Sweet I don't move, remember. Buddy. This sweet was... fucking move, man. The poem. This was almost 10 years ago, so uh, I don't remember. I just remember it was really sweet, and I was like, uh-oh. What was the poem about? <laughs> was it about how beautiful you are? Yeah. Was it... Oh, my God, dude. You, <laughs> Dude, come on, bro. How beautiful I am. And it was... Uh, it was... 
Maybe your song. I must say, your eyes it, are like a glitters. <laughs> he did not have that kind of accent. It was an indirect message saying of that something like that. I remember there was sunshine and sunshine. <laughs> sunshine. What else did he say about you? I don't know. But I, you just you didn't fall for that. Why not? Well, you just weren't attracted to him. No, I didn't see him that way, and that was the last time I saw him. <laughs> We he just in, disappeared off the face of the earth. Well, we left after college. We went back home, and we don't live in the same area. So what? Well, I mean, if you guys were such good friends, how come you guys didn't continue the friendship after that? What, did he just feel too embarrassed, or what? No, I mean, I still kept in touch with him, but he—he he, on the other hand, didn't. And I figured because his heart was broken. I mean, I, I don't know. Did I break his heart? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. He must have liked you for a while then. I think so. Because how long were you guys friends? For two years. Yeah, he probably liked you for two years. And he finally mustered up enough courage to finally talk to you about his feelings. On the he, last day before we leave, it's like, well, nothing's yeah, well, going to happen. Yeah, well, I've known a couple of guys who did that just because they feel like this is my last chance. But mm-hmm. they don't really think about what happens if that person says no. Mm-hmm. Right? So in their mind... They've already done so much work to yeah. lead up to the yes that the no is not even a possibility. So when they hear the no, they're, they're not prepared for it. Their whole world comes crashing down. Like I bet you it feels like they're in a cave, right? And they see this exit, this bright light. And as they're walking towards it, suddenly some <laughs> it's you with that, <laughs> with that cartoon detonator uh-huh. with the dynamite. And you just go, <laughs> and then the whole cave starts crashing down. <laughs> Or maybe he just knew that it wasn't going to work out. He just had to let it out somehow. Yeah. Yeah. um, Probably not, though, because he wrote you a poem. And it wasn't about... And there wasn't him saying, like, in the poem, I'm pretty sure it didn't end with, and if you say no, I'll still love you forever, my little petunia. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was, I'm putting my heart on the line, and if you crush it, I'm going to die and disappear from the face of this earth. He didn't ask me if it was a yes or no, though. Of course, because he's a little pussy, that's why. Kind of way. Yeah, but that was not the Taiwan guy. So oh, wait, how did we come around there? The Taiwan guy was, I just remember you talked about him like he was the, he was like the epitome of the nice, of a, of a gentleman. He was, he was such yeah, a gentleman. He was such a gentleman. He was always taking care of me. Um, You know, I mean, it's just. But he liked you too though, right? I'm, I don't know. To be honest, I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe. I'm not sure. Because he was, he was dating someone. Oh, was he? Mm. But it was weird because that girl was taking care of me very well, too. And I didn't know if this was like a Taiwanese thing or I don't know. It was- oh, so you liked the guy uh, with uh, with the girl that you knew? No, I didn't know her. She was new in the group. Mm. So we hung out and then later on found out that he was dating someone. And then he she came around to attend this event and she was taking so many photos of us. No joke, 500 plus. 500 plus, I get this huge message. And I'm like, who is Wait, this? Why is she taking photos of you guys? She was just taking photos of the event and us and everything. Mm. But specifically me. And it was weird. Maybe she was doing research about the girl that's trying to take her man away. Uh, she didn't last. What would have happened if you got, if you, if you got together with that guy? Um, I probably would have stayed there. You probably would have stayed there longer? Yeah, I probably would have stayed. Maybe. I don't know. Because my intention wasn't to stay there forever. 
But, you know, it didn't happen for a reason. And I came back home a lot sooner than I expected for a reason. And, you know. I feel like your perception of a of what a, a relationship was or what a guy was was really skewed when I first met you. Like, it, I didn't meet anyone like you before. That's why. It was always that kind of guy. That kind of those kind of guys were always around me. Bunch of bitches. Sweet, <laughs> sweet guys. Remember, quote of your day is what would Dan do? <laughs> no, that's different. See, for you, it's because like when I first met you, um, like you had a your perception of a guy was very interesting. I feel like it was highly influenced due to all those Disney movies that you watched. Not Disney movies. But I really do feel that way. Or Korean dramas. Korean dramas. It was like Korean yeah. dramas. And these guys do not exist. I know like, that. You know, you know what I mean? A lot of people are very good at putting up a front. A lot of people. And you know this too. So Mariel actually told me the story back in the day where her mom tried to set her up with this guy. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. And this story was so interesting because it was very indicative of a lot of these guys that I saw at church. So mm-hmm. in, in the Korean culture... Or I guess I just feel like any any type of culture anyways. or Any I've, conservative culture. Conservative culture, exactly. So the, people are very good at putting up front. So especially in a, in a church setting, if you went to a Korean church, all of these kids in front of the parents would be the sweetest angels you've ever met in your life, right? Mm-hmm. So these dudes, they would inside very well. So like greet parents, you know, whatever, do all that mm-hmm. other crap. And so... And their parents would talk up their children as well because they're not going to talk shit about their kids. They're, mm-hmm. they're going to say, my son, Peter Kim, uh, <laughs> he, he's going to be a doctor. Uh-huh. He's studying really hard. He's really handsome. Uh-huh. And they try to and, they yeah. try to they try to match up their kids yeah. with other kids. And so Mariel's mom consistently tried to put Mariel with one of these Korean kids. So these Korean dudes, albeit when you first meet them, are very likable in the sense of if you look at their stats. Yeah. They have everything that you want out of a future son-in-law. But what happens is when they're not in front of their parents, their true colors show. Mm-hmm. So what, what what happened when you went on a date <clears throat> with this guy, this this guy that your mom set you up with? So apparently it's it's through my aunt, actually. Oh, and your aunt. Okay. Yeah. She introduced this guy to my mom saying that, you know, he is a praise band lead. Uh-huh. He's very dedicated to church. He's a really sweet guy. And, you know, he got everything else. I don't know. He has like a great job, whatever. And it'll be perfect for Mariel. And so my mom's like, okay. Let's set them up. So the guy was supposed to pick me up at my place. He did. His car, uh, he brought his, I don't know, Toyota or Infinity car. I go inside in there and the first thing I smell is cigarette. Really bad cigarette stain smell. And I hate that smell. Mm-hmm. I hate it so much. And, I was, and it was like this car that was about to break down. And he was like, oh, sorry, I'm like 30 minutes late, blah, blah, blah. I was like... Whatever, this is already going down the hill for me. He's like, so let's go to um, let's go to like a bar or something. And there's no bar near my hometown, so I was asking him a bar. He's like, oh, there's this place called Good Times. Good Times is this janky Korean bar that's usually for high school kids because people can't, you know, if you're under it, uh, what is it, twenty one? Yeah, under twenty one, you can't go to bars, so they allow high school kids to go inside here. Yeah. It's no longer there, I think. I think it closed Of course, down. for a good reason. <laughs> yeah. But he likes going there. So he asked me to go there. And that was my first time ever going to that place. I hate that place. Um, and we sit down. And the first thing he does, he says, I'm going to get out of my cigarette and let's drink. And 
I was so confused because my aunt told me and my mom told me that, oh, this is like this really sweet, you know, Christian guy who's apparently supposed to be an angel. And straight up, he tells me, he's like, you know, I bet your aunt told me that I'm an angel, but really I'm not. I'm like this. Oh, he's trying to be Mr. Cool Guy. Yeah. Huh? And let me tell you something, baby. Yo, I know all these other people out here saying that I'm like this goody two-shoes, but I smoke cigarettes. He was an opa. Oh, he was one of those dudes, yeah. I, was, I looked at it, I was like, this is so Fucking loser. I was like, two things I hate is that you, first of all, smoke. I hate that smell. And second, you're trying to be this cool opa that I hate. Yeah. It's like... I like the cool opa who takes me, you know, on a hike or whatever, but not cigarette and soju. I hate that. Yeah. And so obviously he didn't know that. And I was just playing on with him. I was like, fine, whatever. You know, I'll have you, you know, pay for my lunch. It was daytime, too. <laughs> Doesn't help that. He's drinking during the daytime. What the fuck? Yeah. He was just he was like that. This is what I do. I know I'm all angel at church, but really like I also like he was this. he was actually saying that to impress you. So he was trying to say that to get you to like him. I was like, yo, I know like. I'm, I'm actually a bad boy. Sometimes I get B minuses on my test. You know, sometimes <laughs> I even dare to get a C plus and I'm like, Oma, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know. To be honest, at that time I was Jesus. like, this is not not the type of guy I want to date. But for my aunt and my mom's sake, I was like, All right, I'll just have like a decent lunch with him and then bounce. And so we did that, went back home and I told my mom, I was like, I don't like this guy. Mm hmm. Actually, I don't think I even mentioned it to her because I didn't want her to bug me about it. And I felt bad for my aunt because they, they don't know who, what kind of guy he is, clearly. And I didn't want to ruin that for people. It's like, it's none of my business, you know. So later on, he did call me back. He's like, hey, let's hang out again. Like, I guess he liked me. So he kept calling and calling. And I got to the point where I was like, I don't want to hang out with you. And he told my aunt and my aunt told my mom and my mom called me back angry. She was so mad that I would not go out with him again. Because she was like, that's the perfect kid. Yeah. She said, this guy is super sweet and nice and he's an angel and he's a good Christian guy. Why wouldn't you go out with him again? And I, and I was so mad at my mom because she wouldn't listen to me. I was like, mom, I don't like this guy. He's not my type. Can you please leave me alone? How come you didn't tell her about the whole cigarette and him getting drunk during at, the daytime? Yeah, at first I didn't. And then I told her, I was like, mom, you want to know why I don't like this guy? And I told her the reasons. Mm -hmm. She did not believe me. Oh, really? She thought I was lying to her. Have you talked to her? About, wait, hold on. Did you tell her about this recently? Like, uh, no, no, no. You should talk to her about it now and tell her about it. Oh, Oh, uh, a couple years ago, it was brought up and I told my mom, I was like, do you remember that time, my mom, mom, that you almost kicked me out because of that guy? She almost kicked me out of the house because she thought I was lying to her. Uh, it's because, you know, creepy people, they're so extreme. But <laughs> I think she found out later on of that course. I was telling the truth because she said, right, Maja, Maja. I was like, Could, and then I told her, I was like, after that, you never asked me to go on swagging again. And she said. Yes. <laughs> she did not fight back. She's like, mm, majo, majo. So I was really glad. Of course, because she you know. probably felt really guilty, you know. Oh, man. But I, that kinda I sucks. felt so betrayed. Of course, because it sucks as a kid when you go through something that was a terrible experience, right? And then. I thought you, he was going to kidnap me. <laughs> I mean, I was so young. I was so young. This old man who's so dark. Well, and how, how old was he? He was in his late 20s. I was in my early 20s okay like so it's just like, turned 21 so probably like an eight year difference or something yeah, like yeah and he looks so dark and like you know gross. gross yeah and see that's the thing too i think like i like 
just to go back to what I was saying, it sucks when in that case too, for you anyways, you were actually shielding your mom from this thing because you wanted to save her from the embarrassment. Yeah. And then even after you did something like that and you're doing it from the goodness of your heart and you finally confided in her about this horrible experience that you had, she took the side of the other guy without taking your side and you're mm. her daughter. Yeah. And that, that probably hurt you a lot. Yeah. And it happens a lot, I feel like, in Asian families just because sometimes it's it's not even about, you know, I should take the side of my child. It's more like, I don't want to look dumb. Mm-mm. So I think mm. like that's the instant reaction is they mm. get hyper defensive. Mm-hmm. You know, we do that too. I do it too sometimes even in our relationships. Mm-hmm. And I was mentioning this before on a JK News episode where um, I, I'm not sure if you notice this and I'm pretty sure you do. There are times when I'm so damn wrong. I will never say that I'm wrong, but like a guilty dog, I just won't look you in the eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll just go, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like, I'm just what like, are you talking about? I'm, no. like, I'm like, look, <laughs> I just, I start looking off into the distance. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about. And you're like, look at me. I'm like, what? What's Every going on? Every night. <laughs> I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm, like, I'm looking up at the ceiling, try, trying to read like all the designs. And you're like, and, you're stupid. I don't know what you're talking about. And you're looking at your phone the whole time. I was like, oh crap. Because in my head, I'm like this. I'm so wrong. But I refuse to tell her. <laughs> I'm like, Stubborn. You're, you and my mom, Aries, I'm telling you. No, that doesn't mean shit. <gasps> anyway, but my mom is a great mom regardless. No, like I'm saying, like she did everything from the goodness of her heart yeah. because she wanted you to find somebody really nice. And the, the the crappy thing about that is too, like I don't understand why Korean parents don't get this. Like they, they purport this thing like they're so wise. They know everything about the world, but they can't even assess mm. a, a human being <laughs> that's going to their church they see every day. Like they don't, they don't mm. see it. They they almost refuse to see mm. it. They're like in denial. My mom actually never met that guy, so I'm wondering if he, if she did see him, she would have had a second thought because she's really, she's pretty good at judging people. Yeah. So she just heard everything from my aunt, and my aunt is an angel. She sees she everyone just, as good people. Yeah. So that doesn't help. I feel like when your mom first met me, she didn't like me. I think my mom was shocked. She's like, what is this big guy? I feel like she didn't like Super loud. Me. I don't know. When was the first time you guys met? At the funeral. Oh. At your grandma's funeral. <laughs> well. I think she expected somebody different and she expected somebody with a different career path. So. Yeah. I think that was a shock for her. Yeah. Like, she never, probably never thought I'd be with a comedian. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> but, that, that, but that was the weird thing too because I, you know, I think your mom's a very sweet person. But your mom is actually very different from all of her other sisters. Mm-hmm. So your 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 si- your mom's sisters, your aunts, were way more welcoming than your yeah. mom was. So I, when I first met your mom, I was like, oh, she doesn't really like me because your aunts really like me. My aunts are more family, like they have warmer hearts. If that makes sense, my mom is more. She's like a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta warm up to her. Yeah, she's really sweet. You well, know, she, she likes me now. I mean, it's yeah. something happened recently, but I don't know what it is. But you know, the last couple of times that we hung out, she's mm-hmm. been way more open, way mm-hmm. just, just different. Yeah, yeah. you know. But that, you just the, gotta warm up to her. It only took four years. <laughs> <laughs> it only took four years. Hey, but we made it. I'm sure she saw that. You know, us being together for four years, she realized maybe there is something. You know. Because I, you know, a lot of the times though, like anything that I decide to do or choose, she always, she's always uh, having a second thought about my decision. And I think, you know, I'm an only child. But you never brought a boy home before, you know? So, mm. like you, did you? Mm, not for my mom per se, yeah. Did you bring a boy home to your dad? No, I brought boys, but she never liked them. Oh, really? Yeah. She, well, she, she would have been like girls who dressed up like boys. 
Well, you did dress up like a boy, though. I know. I know. I don't know. She's very, she's just very, she's a word woman, you know? Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's weird, too, because I, I don't know why I feel like this, but being a Korean American, and I wasn't born here, right? So, and I, and I kind of grew up in a, in a very Korean household, but, and this could just be an anecdotal experience that I've had with Korean people, mm-hmm. but I feel like Korean people are very, they're very socially conscious in the sense of they, they put up their best face for everybody else in the world. And um, that kind of affects how they move in life, right? Mm-hmm. But the problem with that that I've had with a lot of Korean people, especially even with me dealing with um, in business situations with Korean people, they're very good at being likable. Mm-hmm. So they're very good at <laughs> inside, like, you know. Selling themselves out. Yeah, they're, they're very good at selling themselves, mm-hmm. right? But what they say to your face versus what they say behind your back or what they're going to do tends to be really different. Yeah, And this is, um, like I said, this is not bashing on Korean people in general, but I think it has to do culturally. If I if I if I try to think about it culturally speaking and historically, like we've come from a very like like Joe and I were talking about this, how Korea came from the Korean War wasn't that long long ago for us. Yeah. Right? We 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 were devastated and culturally speaking and historically speaking, we've we've had a very, very sad history. Yeah. So we're always fighting to be yeah. on top. Yeah. You know? So we're always in like survival mode. Yeah. And I feel like culturally that's just a part of us. And yeah. sometimes when you're in survival mode, you're not really thinking about the relationships that you're carrying with people. Yeah. So all they're thinking about is if I don't get on top, yeah. then I'm gonna be on the bottom. Yeah. And that's their only mentality that they have. But along that way you burn a lot of bridges. Yeah. And I've dealt with that with a lot of Korean people. So I'm thinking like if if this is something that's consistent about my people or the Korean people that I've been around, yeah. there's probably something a little deeper to this. Yeah. Right. And it's happened to me quite frequently. Mm-hmm. So so yeah. now I'm getting to the point where it doesn't feel like coincidence anymore. It's it's unfortunate because I mean, I used to live in Korea when I was in elementary mm-hmm. uh years and even back then it was like maybe in the mid late nineties. It was a third world country. Like nothing was happening over there. You know, mm-hmm. like we didn't have any fashion. There was no fashion, no like big companies I was running around. It was super um, developing country. And then, you know, boom, 10 years later, it's like all of a sudden like, oh, Japan is following Korean fashion. It's and crazy. It's huh? crazy how much it changed. And it changed so fast that kind of like, you know, what's happening in China is like they're booming. The boom is happening so fast that the culture and the people cannot catch up to it. And I think Korea had that moment. Too, and then it's a lot better right now. But we still have that something called ok, yeah. you know, that urge to like be the best, be better, you know, we or else in Han, you know, Han, yeah. yeah, fire, yeah. And if we don't do that, if we don't succeed, it, then you know we fail. Yeah, it feels like everything it's one or the other. It's everything will be sacrificed in order to achieve this goal. Yeah. And sometimes when you do that, it goes back to burning bridges and yeah. it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And that's the sad part. And my dad has gotten burned from a lot of people. Like I mm-hmm. told the story where um, my dad back in this day, um, first of all, if I ever see this lady, this Azima, I'm going to kick her in her fucking stomach. So <laughs> so we had this business. My parents own a beauty supply store. We still own two. So mm-hmm. um, didn't grow up with a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was younger, we were very, very, very poor super poor Mm. um but after a while the business started to pick up Mm. so i'm talking about i i remember as a kid like small little glimpse of glimpses of our store when we first opened our beauty supply store um everything was on cardboard boxes we couldn't even afford the shelves to put Mm. the products on that's how poor we were Mm. 
So we we just put all of our stuff displayed on the cardboard boxes that our supplies came in. And mm-hmm. I remember what that store looked like at that time at a young as a young kid. And then when we started making more money, we started buying shells, we started organizing things to the best that we could. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, there was a store called uh, Lord Tony's Artistic Fingers. Um, he's a hairstylist on that whole thing, but he went to jail, he got back out again. But uh, <laughs> we took over that store uh. and we expanded the store out. And then um, Lord Tony's back now. Shout out to Lord Tony. <laughs> Guy's a slick dude. I remember since I was a kid. Really cool guy. But um, I forgot what he went to jail for. But, <clears throat> you know, our, our business started doing better. And then we opened up a second store. Mm. And when we opened up that second store during high school, I had to run that store with my aunt, my uncle, and me. So after school, mm. I didn't really have much of a high school-like life. Mm. If I wanted a life, I had to wake up in the middle of the night, break the window, go out, ditch, and then hang out with my friends super late at night. Mm. So because I was working all the time. Mm. So after school, I would go and run a business, mm. <clears throat> our second business. So during this time, my dad, um, there was a couple of things that happened that he just decided that he wanted to let go of that business. It was just way too much work because my dad was going through seminary school because he wanted to be a pastor as well. Mm. So he was just juggling so many things. He had to deal with me, my brother, two stores, and also going to seminary school mm. um, <clears throat> in order to get his master's in um, divinity or some shit like mm. that. I can't remember. Decides to give up the store. There was this lady who owned this hamburger shop, went to our church, and her business was going down. Mm. Um she was crying about it. She talked, she confided in my father about it. She came over to our house like every Sunday and we, we did worship together. Her daughter actually tutored me. And um, my father decided that, hey, I'm going to let go of the store. Mm-hmm. And because she was crying to my father so much about wanting to stay in this country, and she can't stay afloat and make money here. She, she's probably going to have to go back to Korea and try to figure out what she's going to do over there. Mm-hmm. So my dad was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to let go of the store. And <gasps> they had such a good re- relationship. My dad decided to sell the store for half of what it was worth. <gasps> so he goes you could run the store we have it functioning the system's good um just give up that store and then whatever you're going to make off of that give me that money and then you could take the rest of the store what so my dad gave her that store for half of what it was worth maybe even less your mom was okay with that yeah she was okay with it they, they, they decided so because <gasps> we were really close to them so this lady takes the store she the moment she takes it Behind my parents' back, she puts it back out for market for the original value that it was worth. She takes that money, pockets it, and then goes to Korea. <gasps> no. Yeah. Doesn't even tell my father. I'm talking about this lady. How I, does she even know how to do that? She's a snake. Oh, my freaking God. So no one saw snake. that coming? Nobody saw it co- I didn't see it coming because I literally saw this lady at least once or twice a, a week. And she was so sweet and so nice to us. And then my dad was like, yo, what the fuck? And Does she have a family? I, she has a daughter. She went. I remember her daughter went to Emory, uh, Emory University. I forgot where that shit is, but it's supposed to be like a really highly accredited university. But her daughter was. I thought her daughter was super sweet, and she tried to tutor me. I was dumb as fuck. Didn't really work out, but <laughs> but that's what her mom did. And oh so my gosh! I, I like. I still remember that till this day. And she's living in Korea, doing whatever now. But she literally took that store, sold it, flipped it, and took the money and moved to Korea. So, you know, for for me too, like I didn't. Because of like these type of experiences, I think my father has a lot of trouble trusting people and he's very skeptical about relationships. And this isn't just like something that's happened to him once. It's happened to him two or three times now. It's because my father is a very loving person and a very kind person. So despite all these stories that I tell you about my dad beating my ass and and whatever, aside from that kind of stuff, if you look at him as a whole, as a human being, Mm. he has always tried to help people out. And I accredit that to him, you know, 
giving his life to God. And so yeah. for him, it's about giving yeah. constantly. But the, the problem about giving or the, the risk that you take, I want to say problem, the risk that you take about being a giving human being is the fact that you also have to understand that there's a high probability that people will not care about you as much as you care about yeah. them. That's yeah. facts. Yeah. When you give and give and give, you also have to let go of the fact that you can't expect that person to give you that same type of generosity. When you give, you give out of the goodness of your heart. Yeah. Not to say that when bad things happen to you, you're not going to get burned. It's yeah. going to hurt. Because yeah. for my dad, this was somebody that was a really close family friend. Like yeah. I remember when they would go visit her at the store, say hi. They, my parents would just buy like burgers and fish and chips from her yeah. because that's what they sold, burgers and fish and chips. She would, my parents would just buy it for us to eat. Uh-huh. And it wasn't my favorite burger on, on earth, but they did that Just to support, to help, out. To help yeah. out. So they would buy all these fish and chips. Oh man, burger. if I see that lady too. But you know what I'm saying? And this is the type of experience that I've had with uh, like, just like certain Korean people. You know, yeah. has, I mean, not everyone's like that, but it is common because, you know, to be honest, that's not first time I heard that's, that story. Yeah. I think the way my mom is the way she is because she has seen that a lot too. And, and yeah. you know, all the churches that we have attended. That's why she's skeptical when she sees people who are kind of outside of the character or who are very to that stereotype. Yeah, it's it's, it's hard, too, because and once again, if you don't know any Korean people, don't don't. This is not for you to use as a basis to judge people like in, in, in my culture. Yeah, I'm there's the saying, good culture and there's also the bad. And yeah, we're this is like about this that. is like this like five yeah. percent that I've ever met, yeah, yeah. you know, and, I, and I'm and i kind of thinking back on it now. And it kind of reminds me of just historically speaking, like how down and out we were and Mm. how we're just about we're still in that survival mode yeah you know trying to come out on top not not so much just to fuck people over it's just because there's this fear that we're going to be poor again you know because we didn't grow up with a lot so if i don't go ahead and take care of myself who is so you know i'm trying to find it in my heart to forgive this lady mind you it's been about 15 years but just to see my parents go through that it makes me think of this lady and i get angry i get frustrated you know but you know god always there's always something called karma and god gives you the reward of what you've done and look at where you are now yeah and look where your parents are you know you could support them your brother can support them they have two successful sons they're you know think about how i mean in one way it's so sad that that mom think about that daughter yeah what kind of mom she has yeah. you know it's like so unfortunate that her mom had to do such thing to be in that survival mode yeah Whereas you guys, you know, if you guys were like super poor, none of you guys had that kind of bad idea. It sucks too, because even for that girl, her, you know, her daughter, she probably doesn't even know. She, and she'll never know. Right. Perhaps, yeah. I've even had situations where um, uh, this was another different situation, but, you know, I'm not going to get too into it. But I had a conversation with um, his, his parents basically fucked over my parents. Right. Um, this was another situation. I'll talk about it another time. But. <laughs> You know, he was asking, hey, so how come your parents don't really like kick it with my parents anymore? Like mm-hmm. what, what happened? Like your parents are like super distant. Like I don't know what like the disrespect's about. And I was like, what do you mean the disrespect? He goes, because we're cool. Mm-hmm. Like, we hang out and everything's fine. But our parents, like whenever my parents invite your your parents out, like they never want to come out to eat. And I was like, well, first of all, dude, number one, your parents haven't invited us out to eat or hang out in years. Mm. So if they're telling you that, that's not even true. I was mm. like, and he goes, well, that's what my parents say. I was like, bro, you don't even talk to your parents. I talk to my mom every day. You don't mm. even speak Korean. So what the fuck do you know? Mm. I was like, second of all, do you know why they stopped talking to each other? It's because your parents were stealing money from my parents. Mm. Mm? Yeah. So it's, 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 you know, it's like some shit like that. And so, and, and for him, he was like, what, what do you mean? And I kind of broke everything down and he was shocked, you know, and he talked to his parents about it. And they, they, 
it kind of they didn't really deny it you know so he was like oh shit i didn't know i'm like i'm not telling you that you should hate your parents for it i don't know what was going on at that time that they felt that they had to do that shit but you know it's kind of odd that they would say that we're ignoring them so why would they go out of their way to make my parents look bad again it's the easiest way out. <laughs> yeah, they don't. Know? They just don't want to deal with that. Yeah, you know? they don't want to shame. And I'm I'm in a I'm in a place now where I can honestly just try to look at the bigger picture and say there there has to be a reason for why people behave a yeah. certain way. And for him, it was a shock, and he wasn't even in, in denial of it, just because the facts were there. Like yeah. I, I could tell him, like the only reason why I know this is because I'm the one who found out. Yeah, and it's none of my business. But if I can find out, because things just weren't adding up. Yeah, and I and I found out that this was happening, and so it was. It, they just had a huge falling out, you know, and so it's it's hard for kids to see their parents in that type of light. Of course, and maybe I don't know if. I don't know. Like it's, it's it's difficult, you know. And my father too. Even with the with the church that he went to, um, there was a church out in Korea. Uh, mm. I'm sorry, in Korea. There's a church out in Sacramento mm. that we started um, back in the day. Remember, I told you I wanted to be a youth minister. So, <laughs> so this this story is fucking crazy, man. Um, so I wanted to be a youth minister really bad. Uh, this is during a time I, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, aside, you know, and I was still doing comedy. I was still doing music, but. I was at this church and um, it was a church that my father started up with one of his close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, my father didn't take a single dime from this church. And long story short, what actually ended up happening was that this guy actually stole um, money from all the church members. And uh, my father was very skeptical of this guy. Mm. And he basically, he didn't have any of his like credentials so my dad, they allowed him to work at the church. They liked who the guy was. And he asked, my father kept asking him, hey, by the way, before we continue, can you show us all the stuff that you did or your credentials or your or your degrees yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. that it is? And he just kept dodging it over oh, and over yeah. and over. And my dad had a really bad feeling about it. And eventually it, they just came to head where it was, it, the relationship started becoming really negative. And this is the church that my father started. And by the way, my dad didn't take a single dime from this church because mm-hmm. we had our own business. Mm-hmm. And so he decided to... My dad decided to leave. He goes, mm. you know what? I don't want to deal with this. Like, this isn't really worth it for me. Mm. Um, well, you know, good luck on everything that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then I was still working at the church, but my dad told me to still stay at the church because the kids needed me. So mm-hmm. I stayed for another two years. Mm-hmm. So when I left that church, <laughs> I found out through Ray mm-hmm. um, and Ray's parents mm-hmm. uh, told Ray, he's like, hey, like I heard David left the church with, with on a very bad note. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, what do you mean I left on a bad note? Uh, I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, yeah, they said that no. The, the the head pastor said that when you left that church, you and him got into a huge argument. You started cursing him out and you left. And I was like, wait, hold on a second. I was like, who said that? Oh, he said, that's what my parents said. And that's what that's the rumor that was going on at the church after I left. I was like, that's not what happened at all. When I left, they got me a cake. <laughs> they got me a, a goodbye cake. Of course. And front. Like you, I was crying. Kids were crying. <laughs> it, was, it was such an emotional thing. And even after I left the church, weeks, he kept calling me, asking me to come back to the church. Weeks. And the reason why I left is because I wanted to go into a different career path. Yeah. I found out that being working at the church wasn't for me. And on top of that, I was doing so much for the church and they were paying me like 300 bucks a month and I couldn't live off of it. While I was going to school, while I was doing – I couldn't do it. And so I decided to leave. Uh-huh. And so he just started talking shit about me after I left. It just shows how weak that guy was. 
how he was so weak that he had to make things up to cover up his weakness. And then behind the scene, he had to break down, be the weak guy in front of you. When I found that out, I was so pissed because Ugh. I gave up so much of my life to I that know. church. Even after my father left, I gave my life to that church. Yeah. And I was so pissed that he would do that, that he would that he would go out of his way to make myself look bad, bad. to make him look good. Exactly. And so, you know, and this only goes back to my father saying where friendship is friendship, business is business. Where yeah. where is the proof that you've you've done all this stuff? Mm-hmm. And he didn't show up with any of that stuff. And so my father after he decided to leave, and I, you know, I already left at this point. I found out later on Ray told me that he actually borrowed like money from the church. I forgot what the money was. It was like 30 or 50k. He bounced and he moved back to Chicago and took all the money from the church, a church that was already struggling. That's just fucking trash, dude. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure karma has gotten to him too. But you know, and you know what? I met his daughter. Fuck his ugly ass daughter. He had the ugliest girl I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I don't even care. She looked like her face got ran over by a truck and was reassembled like a Mr. Potato Head in the Aww. wrong way. Fuck that girl. You know, I in one way I don't. This is not like a Korean thing. I think it's just humans. Oh, this just, is not a Korean thing. This yeah. is just people. It's, greed. it's just humans, greed, and then, you know, taking advantage of nice people. I mean, we have so many nice and kind people, and they're always getting taken advantage of because of people like that, because they just want the money, or they're scared, or they're, they know that they're weak, and they just, you know, backstab their friends. And my dad, because he's had such terrible experiences with people, I think <sighs> his, his spider senses go up a bit. Mm. And so for him, he's just going down the checklist. He's like, okay, well, this guy says he's this person, but he needs to have, he can't just say, I have six degrees and whatever, blah, 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 blah. I have a master's in divinity, all this other stuff. I worked at this church, whatever that. Cool. You can say that as much as you want. Show us the proof. Yeah. And then we'll pay you whatever you yeah. want. And he's just like, oh, I don't have it. Oh, I, I don't understand why we need it. Yeah, your dad's smart. He learned his lessons from it, you know? Exactly. And, but he's still kind. That's the that's the good part is that usually when people go through those experiences, they become this, you know, this mean person. They turn into someone else that they're not. But if you're strong enough, then you still be kind. Yeah, my dad's a very kind person. I think the... the uh, he's really sweet. What I find to be very sad is that I think that it's it also kind of made him... I don't know, not trusting towards new relationships and new friendships because of it, mm. because he gave and gave so much. Yeah. And I don't think my dad, the one thing that he did make a mistake was he wasn't very smart with his friendships in terms of how much he gave. Mm. Right. Mm. And it's just, a, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. You, you have to take that risk. And then I think it, it just kind of wore on my dad's heart a lot. And till this day, like that's something that he's, he's probably going to deal with for yeah. the rest of his life. Right. Yeah. Because even for me, when I get screwed over because my father, it happened to my, to my dad so much and he warned me so much about it. Yeah. I was able to dodge a majority of it. And you have a very different personality than your dad. Your dad's very, you know, he's very, you're very out there, you know, say what you want. But I think your dad's a little bit more conservative in terms of that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's definitely a lot. He's that, a lot smarter. I think the personality too for him is just, that's just because... Of his personality, it's harder for him to be out there and because my mom is very skeptical. I'm more like my mom than I am my dad. Yeah, but your mom's still very outgoing, very out there. You know. Yeah, I I love your mom. (laughs) (laughs) She's She's like one of my aunts. I love her so much. My mom is very much. I'm I'm very much like my mom. Like I have all of her great qualities and all of her bad qualities too. (laughs) Like the temper, the uh, the being super loud, kind of Mm. obnoxious. Like that's that's my mom too. She's funny. Yeah, she's super funny. Caring. Very caring. Loves to cook. Big heart. I think like my mom and I are, 
I'm, yeah. I'm definitely a, a, a reflection of my mother to the max, mm. right? Mm. And it's, it's weird too because I see it now when I look back. It's uh, I couldn't really see it when I was younger. Mm. I couldn't see it. Like I, I thought my mom was really annoying. You know, when you're a kid, like you just don't want to be around your parents. Yeah, yeah. But what I found out when I got older was that I, we're twins. Yeah. And I, I, it's so funny that I didn't like somebody that was just like me. Yeah. We're, we're exactly the same. Like even to this day, we still talk every day. We're, we're, we're laughing. We're joking on the phone 24-7. And it's like talking to one of my best friends. It's one of the best traits you have too. Really? Yeah. I mean, if I think if you weren't close to your mom and you don't speak Korean, it would have been really hard to stay with you. Those are the big factors. that I, I didn't think I was going to be with a Korean girl, though. I didn't think I was going to be with a Korean guy, especially a Korean guy who has a huge temper. But you're so <laughs> ethnocentric, though. Like, I'm surprised you wouldn't think you would be with a Korean guy. You use, you speak Korean so much. I do, but I, I wanted a guy who wasn't Korean but can speak Korean. Like, Chinese. That, that's not possible. Korean. Yeah, it's possible. There's How? A, I met a lot of people in Taiwan who spoke Korean, but they weren't Korean. Yeah, but they speak Korean constantly, though. Don't they? No, no. They just learn, just like how I learn another language, they learn that language. Yeah, but you speak those languages constantly. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I want to find, you know, someone like, you know, do you know Ryan? Remember Ryan? Yeah. Jesus? Someone like that, but who could speak Korean, you know? Ryan speaks Mandarin all the time, though, is what I'm saying. So how can you find that Korean guy that knows Korean but doesn't speak Korean all the time? Because Ryan, uh-huh. he arguably probably speaks more Mandarin now than he does English. Probably. But he understands both languages and he understands both culture. You know, so yeah, that's, you could. That's, that's one of the more difficult. I don't know how that's going to happen. I know. I don't know. But, you know, I just didn't have great experiences with Korean guys. So I thought I wouldn't. But here we are with two Koreans. Yeah. They speaks Korean consistently. Mm-hmm. It's weird because my Korean isn't very good conversationally, I, I think. You understand much better than you speak. So. Oh, for sure. That's why. You, I mean. Because uh, I don't know how to speak. Properly. For, properly and formally very well like i could talk to my mom very easy yeah, yeah. you know just because we're so casual with it but if i speak to your parents i have to second guess everything that i'm saying because i'm like that's not right that's very disrespectful <laughs> we're not the same age <laughs> you know but i t- that's how my mom talks yeah so and she doesn't correct me that's so you could practice with me i'm not good at it either i mean i do the basic stuff i know a little bit better than you but no your korean's really good if i go out to like korean office or business i would suck yeah, but it, it's still better than mine. If I go into a, a professional Korean setting, I'm fucked. That's why we should practice. I don't want to. Okay. Well, that's okay. Japanese. That's Japanese. But, you know, that's why we practice together. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. Don't worry. Little by little, you'll learn. It's hard, though. I think languages, too, uh, in order to be really good at a language, like you have to practice, practice it consistently. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And you never do it. You're always so shy about it. I don't understand that. I do it with you, but you never do it with me. No, you're not supposed to do it with me, though. I'm ta- you're, suppo- you're supposed to do it with somebody who speaks Japanese. When you were living at that apartment and there was that Japanese uh, family, yeah. you had so many opportunities just to speak Japanese with them and you didn't do it. But they always talk to me. You know, it's like one of those things where it's like you want to use it, but you know that they want to use English. It's one of those. No, but you could just start a conversation. It's like, hi, like, you know. Just sit. With, if, you, if you had a conversation with them, right, and you spoke, I feel like I spoke to them on a conversation level, like English-wise, more than you did. Because every time I saw them, I talked to them all the time. I talked to the kids. I talked to the girl. Like, and, and I talked to her in Japanese, too. She would come up and she'd be like, you know, what did she say? I don't know. She would look in my room and she'd be like, I forget what she said. See, it's like this. It's like you, if you don't practice enough, your confidence goes down and then you start second guess before you say it yeah but see you you just you just never 
did it because you were so i don't know why you were so embarrassed i don't know it's it's that thing you you lose your confidence because before like when i came straight when i came back from taiwan like all i was able to do was speak chinese it just came out so naturally and people would be shocked at like how fluent i was yeah and that's because i used to use it all the time but years go by i don't use it and i can't even say like but know, see, if I even name? knew the amount of Japanese that you had, I would try to speak it all the time. That's why even when I go to Korean restaurants, I know these people can understand English, mm. but I'll try to speak Korean as much as I can. Mm. Mm. Even though my Korean is substantially worse than yours, I still mm. try to speak Korean as much as I can. Mm. But for you, you're, you're afraid of looking dumb. I don't know what it is. I'm just shy. Yeah. Like you got to. Not dumb, but like just shy. About what though? I don't know. I mean, but if I go to Japan, I use it because I have to. Well, yeah, but I'm saying you could just take that same confidence and just put it over here. You had two years of an opportunity to speak with this Japanese family as much as you could. And if you talked to them and you got to know them and you said, hey, like I actually lived in Japan, blah, blah, blah. And I would love to just, Mm. you know, speak to you in Japanese if we could just practice. They would have loved to do that. They were the sweetest family on earth. (laughs) Sweetest. (laughs) Well, Next time that opportunity comes. That little girl spoke to me. I didn't know what the hell she was saying. Yeah, she was talking in Japanese. It was so cute. And we actually had a decent conversation. And I'm like, okay, I could talk to little kids. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Whatever. Leave me alone. <laughs> you wouldn't even talk to me in Japanese. I'd be like, hey, let's practice. And I tell you something. You're like, oh, this is too hard. And you give up on it. So well, it's fast. because we're doing it after, late at night. And you, and you know what? You actually recently got a taste of what I do during the daytime. And now you understand why my brain is fried. It's not late at night. We do it in the daytime. I'd be like talking to you randomly, you know, in Japanese. Fine, and do it right now. Let's, let's do some Japanese fine. right now. What do you say when I say, tadaima? You say, oh, crap. We just said What, it. what does it start with? Oh. Okaeri. There you go. And then I say, itekimasu. And you say, what's itekimasu? When you come. No, I said that's. You think he must when I leave? Yeah. And I go, shabu shabu des. Itte Oh, is what you say to me when, when you I leave. leave. So let's just say you're leaving. Mm-hmm. What do you say? I'm leaving. Oh. I say, Yes, and I say I gotta just write this down. I gotta write write it down and then constantly yeah. use it back and forth. <laughs> Uh, I guess you could use that. Sure, why not? Yeah, see? Speak to me in Japanese right now. Mm. See, it just blanks out. I don't know what see, to talk about. See, you're getting about. nervous. I don't know what to talk about. I just blank out. Mm. You can say, I don't know what to talk about. I just blank out. I know. So <laughs> that's うん、日本語が口から出てないからさ。うん、何がいいかな。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい
if somebody speaks to me in Japanese, I can pick up words. I just don't know the words that combine or connect things together. Grammars. So, yeah, grammar. So, so if somebody says a sentence to me, right, I can generally pick up what they're saying to me. Yeah. You know, just because of whatever three years, it, it gets stuck yeah, in your yeah, head for yeah, a while. Yeah. You know, that's why when you speak to me in Japanese, sometimes I can respond back to you in English, but I don't know how to respond. That, I'm like that too, because we don't practice. I'm going to be fluent in Japanese. That's why I'm trying to practice with you because you keep telling me you're going to be fluent in Japanese. I'm like, perfect, let's practice. Renshu means study? Renshu, yes. Uh, practice. Practice. Yeah. Benkyo is to study. Ah, benkyo. Benkyo shinaito, zenzen denki nai yo ne. So you koto. Ijo desu. Okay. <laughs> See, I end up talking to myself. That's perfect. <laughs> That's what I do. You talk to yourself anyways. I know. I need a partner to talk to. So, I can only go so far with myself. You've changed a lot. Eh? You've changed so much what since I first met you. What do you used to be so confident in your Japanese. I am confident in my Japanese. Ish. Ish. <laughs> Ish. I mean, it's been so many years. Even back then when I just met you, that's when I was pretty confident with my Chinese because I used both languages in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was working the international studies. Yeah. But that's already over five years since. Yeah. Five years is what? Half a decade? Half a decade of no practice? That's true. You know? You know what I just thought about the other day too? I thought about the, uh, when we first started going out, mm-hmm. how you really hated PDA. And I'm not, a, I'm not a big PDA person either, but what you considered PDA was so ridiculous. Mm. Like she wouldn't let me hold her hand. Which was so odd. Oh, yeah. You know why? Why? It didn't help the fact that I lived in Asia for so long. What do you P- mean? PDA is not a thing in Asia. We talk about, I see dudes hold hands out in, in, in Asia. In Korea, like dudes are holding each other's hands in, in Korea. Korea is a little bit more okay with PDA because couple is a thing yeah. in Korea. But like in Taiwan or in Japan, very conservative. Mm. It's not a thing. It's very, you don't see it much. So even hugging opposite sex is not a thing there. And I had to reserve that. You'd be surprised, right? But I had to reserve not hugging people because it wasn't a thing. Not not so much anymore though, right? In Japan? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not, but you were so weird about it. So there was a point where we were going out. Um, it was like in the first couple months that we were together. Uh, I, I actually dropped her off at the airport. And uh, huh. she went to Taiwan. Oh, no, she went to Korea. And she came back two weeks later. And this oh, was yeah. like during the infancy of our relationship. <laughs> and so, you know, when you're in the beginning stages, you're, you're like madly in love with this person. And I still am. But she flies. She comes back. Right. And then we're supposed to meet up at this mall or whatever and hang out. And then she was treating me like she's never met me before. You were a stranger to me. She she was treating me like she never, ever met me before. And like, mind you, by this point, we've already had our first kiss. We had everything. And she just treated, she treated me like a fucking Check. stranger. I was pissed. I was pissed beyond belief. I know. I thought we were going to break up that day. Dude, she started crying, <laughs> dude. She was, she was crying because she thought I was going to break up with oh her. Oh, my God. I remember I had this flannel on that yeah. day. You, so... I'm talking about I went to go see her. I went to go for a hug. And she gave me this weird, awkward. I was like, what the fuck is going on, dude? We've been together now for like two months. And so I was like, all right, cool. Well, we're just walking around. And I wanted to just like hold her hand as we're walking around. And she's just like, no, we can't do that in public. People are watching. And I felt so disrespected. I was like, first of all, man, we already kissed. What are you talking about? She Sorry goes, about people, people are staring at us. I was like, nobody is staring at us. Literally, nobody was looking at us. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I just came back from Korea. That's right. I don't know. 
Yeah. Nobody was looking at us. I don't know us. what it was. Like, I, I just like, I don't know you. What am I doing here? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And I sat there and it was, so, it was kind of cute because we were, we walked outside the mall. I was like, Hey, I, I want to talk to you for a second. And I was like, dude, like, what is going on? Uh-huh. Like you're treating my, tre- you're treating me like you've never met me before. And we've been together now for two months. So what are you doing? And I was so upset. And then she starts crying. And then the first thing that she says, she goes, so we're breaking up. And I- <laughs> And I looked at it. I got even more mad. I was like, breaking up? For what? I was like, why? I said, we're, we're breaking up now? I was, like, yeah. I was like, why do you think we're breaking up? What are you talking about? I was like, this is it. This is the end of our, our relationship. Yeah, I was like, what is going on Ta-ta. today? <laughs> like, I couldn't figure out what was going on. I was like, what? Breaking up? We, it was barely an argument. And then you're like, it's over. So I was like, are you? We're done. I was like, are we breaking up now? And I'm like. What is she saying? What's going on? Jet lag. It was such a weird experience. I don't know why you did that. I don't know. So long ago that I actually forgot about that. Oh, I remember that stuff. And I still remember the first time we kissed. You punched me in my chest. (laughs) Do you remember that? Yeah, I did. Because I I remember because I I, I made you dinner. Yes. Right. It was like these roasted root vegetables. dinner. What was it for again? Uh, oh, that's right. I just remember right now. I don't remember. <laughs> I remember. What was it? So when we first started going out, um, number one, I'm a jokester. Mind you, I haven't been in, in a long-term committed relationship. <gasps> oh, in a yeah. So oh. I, hold on a second. So I haven't been, I, ha- I hadn't been in a very long-term committed relationship. Rude. And so I was so used to joking with her on a friendship level too, even though I was really <laughs> attracted to her and I didn't want to be put in the friend zone. But for me and a lot of the girls that I've been with, we've always kept it lighthearted and we joked a lot. So I just didn't realize the types of jokes that I could do to her versus my friends uh, because I hadn't been in that type of relationship in a minute. So whatever the situation was, we were in a car and it, it was it was a joke where it started escalating into something that it shouldn't have been. So it was like uh, – I dropped her off and I was like, oh, you can leave now. She was like, fine, I'll leave. I'll get out your car right now. I was like, cool, get out the car then. And she goes, fine, I will. I'm going to go in my car. I was like, cool, go in your car, leave. I was like, cool, whatever. And so after she leaves, I fucking jet off, right? And I thought it was the funniest joke ever. So I was cracking up. I was like, man, this girl's so cool. And so I literally <laughs> I literally ditched her ass and I left her. And I guess like our date or our date wasn't done yet. But to me, I thought that was the funny joke. And so we left. And afterwards, I'm at the house chilling. I'm laughing. I'm laughing to myself like, yo, this girl's so cool. And then in Korean, she calls me. She goes, yeah, don't be just so. <laughs> she was like, she was like, and I went, what? what? What's going on? She's like, basically what she says, like, you lo- have you lost your mind? Uh, I remember that. I was like, yeah, don't be just so. And then she went off on me in Korean. She was like, you think that's funny? Like, what's f- you just left me in the middle of our date. And I was like, oh, I thought the date was done. Like, I thought we were good. Yeah, I remember that. I didn't see. I didn't see. I was so mad at you on the way back. I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy. I can't believe he just left me in the middle of the road. And I don't know why I thought that would oh be funny. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> see, that's where I'm like this in this scenario, a guy's supposed to come out and be like, I'm just kidding or whatever. And then give a hug and then leave or something. But no, straight up woof, with your Jeep. I was so mad. I was like, this is not. Yeah, but you have a bit of a crazy side yourself, too, though. I, I didn't say I didn't, but that was pretty rude. So that's what the makeup dinner was for, which was worth it. Yeah. And we, we didn't even have our first kiss yet, kiss yet at this point. And we've, we've actually been together. Yeah. And so we. Oh, do you remember this? Do you remember? Yeah, no. <laughs> Do you remember this story? Oh, eh. <laughs> Do you remember? 
Do you remember? No, <laughs> I don't so, know. I'm so scared. What no. are you gonna bring up? So we were in K Town, right? I used to live in K Town in this uh in this it, it was like a duplex home. And <laughs> eh? she used to love to play these like jealousy games a lot. And so <laughs> So we were at the house, right? I knew it! Oh, something we that I don't the, want to remember. And it was it was on that same level of fine. I'm gonna leave. I was like, all right, go leave. I'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. And she goes, fine. I'm leaving. And so she goes, I'm gonna put on my shoes and leave. And so she leaves my room and she goes outside, right? And I'm like, cool. I'm not gonna chase after you. Like I'm not gonna. Ch- I don't. I don't want to play those games. If you're gonna leave, just leave. And she was like, fine. Okay, I'll leave. I'm going. And then she gets up and she leaves, right? And so I'm like, I bet you she didn't leave. And so, I, and I wasn't gonna go chase after her, but she wanted me to go chase after her because that's the reason why she said made that statement that she was gonna leave yeah. upset because she thought that I was gonna go chase after her. It was gonna be this whole cute thing, but I don't do that type of shit. And so what I saw, you suck. And so when I, I peeped outside of the room, right, and I see and I see <laughs> like this you're girl, peeking. I'm peeking outside of this room, and this is what I witness. <laughs> this girl, this is how petty she is as a human being, which is probably why I love her. She picks up her shoes. To pretend that she left, right? She opens the front door and closes it so it sounds like she left. She takes my shoes and she goes into my brother's room and hides. And then I'm like, this fucking psychopath, right? And I'm looking out there. I'm like, I'm not going to go chase after. So I go back in the room and then I come back out just to peep my head to see what she's doing. And right when I peep my head out of the room, she goes like this. She, she gets up she goes yeah you didn't chase after me that was the whole point i, try, I tried running away i was like, trying to close the door i was trying to close the door on her because she was trying to kill Why me couldn't you just play along if you knew it what kind of psychopath it's not a psychopath it's called playing along it's called flirting which you suck at flirt you you suck at I it i literally saw you pick up your shoes it, pretend so you to close the door Clearly, I made it very noticeable that I wasn't really leaving. So you play along with it, just like Natabada. You know that <laughs> you're not supposed to trouble that person, but you go, and then you just you know pretend. <laughs> I wouldn't do that for her, so she got so mad. <laughs> I should have broke up with you then. No, you would have never broken up with me. You would have <sighs> never broken up with me. Not over that. Maybe. Shinaito. Shinaito. Do you even know what that means? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know what that means at all. <sighs> so you, 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 you've changed a lot though since we've got since we've been together. So you too. In what ways? You're not as crazy. You're not as aggressive. You're not as hot temper. Mm. You're you're more chill. It's funny because you always tell me chill. But I feel like that it was for you. <laughs> you're a lot more relaxed. Yeah. Yeah, more relaxed. You know what's funny is that, you know how we were looking at some old photos mm-hmm. not too long ago when you were bigger? Yeah. Your insang from then and now are so different. What do you mean? What's insang? I guess vibe. Vibe? Like the, yeah, the vibe that you gave out back then, you had a lot of, it looked like you had a lot of anger. Mm. Surprisingly, because I see the picture of you and now and then like right now you look relaxed back then you look you had a lot of anger yeah i think that maybe that's what my mom saw because i didn't see that back then but looking at the picture now it, i don't know why you had you seemed like you had a lot of temper i don't know when i look back on it i think i was um there was a point where i was very 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 unhappy and mm. i think it was because there was, it, there was a lot of compounding factors when you met me that was actually a point when i when i first met you i'm, I'm skinnier that now than i was then mm. But 
I was kind of on my fitness ground when I when I just met you, mm-hmm. and I uh, fractured my ankle around that time. It was like super bad, and I just couldn't play any sports. And I started gaining weight. Mm. There, there was that, and then things just weren't going the way that I wanted it to, career-wise. Mm. Um, not to say that I wasn't successful in in other people's eyes, but mm. what I wanted out of life wasn't happening, and there was something that was missing. And that's when I started doing that film. But that's when I started becoming a little happier. Mm. And then when that film disappeared, is when I got when I got sad again. So mm. you went through this period where I was just trying to find myself artistically a lot, mm. and I just wasn't happy with myself. Yeah, you know, I saw and, that, and it was just. Uh, it was just very, very difficult, just kind of being in my own skin. Yeah. And I've, I don't like feeling that way. I, I, I like to at least have a certain goal and work towards something, but I wasn't working towards anything that was making me happy. Mm. So mind you, during that time, I was making a lot of money. Mm. I was very, very well off, but didn't really do anything for me, you know? Mm. But, but you remember that time? I was working all the time, though, yeah. nonstop. You were spread thin. I was spread so thin and I, you know, when I would go back to Sacramento, I would sleep 14, 15 hours straight. Mm. Go to Hawaii, I would just knock out 14, 15 hours straight. Yeah. And it was just a very stressful time. So what's the change right now then? I don't know. I'm just not making as much money. <laughs> Maybe it's that. Yeah. You just don't need that much money. I just don't need that much money. And um, I, I think, you know, I talk about this a lot and I don't know if people understand it, but money makes things easier. But for me, it doesn't really make me happy. Mm. And a lot of people, it may, it might seem that way that it, that it does or mm. that it will. Mm. And to a certain extent, yeah, money does make, cause it, cause it's, cause it frees up your time and that's what money does. Money mm. equals time. So that's why people equate, no, money equals options. That's what it is in this world. Yeah. I was like, uh, time could be. Yeah, it, it gives you options. Yeah. And that's why people equate happiness with money because I can remember the time when I didn't have money. I didn't have a lot of options, mm. right? And I and I always stressed out about that. I was like, yo, mm. I don't want to be this poor forever. I don't want to sit sit down and think about when's my next paycheck coming yeah. in? Can I pay rent? Can I do all this other yeah. stuff? And when I when that fear disappeared, um I thought that buying all these things that I couldn't have before would make me happy. But when I did that, it didn't really make me happy again. So I was like, okay, well, what well, what the fuck is it then? Like, what what really makes you happy? And then I find out it's just what makes me happy is just working towards something that I want to work towards without pressure. So like, and money was supposed to be the thing that allowed me to do that. But because I was working so hard to make that money, I didn't have free time yeah. to do the things that I wanted to do. So mm-hmm. I was just in this very weird limbo. You know, what am I supposed to do? It's like, okay. And, you know, if you don't have a lot of money out there, trust me, I know what that is. I was broke for a majority of my life and I'm not that rich right now, but I I now am in a place where I do have more options Mm. and people know I let go of my Tesla. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not, I haven't bought a new car. I'm probably not going to get another new car for another couple of years and I'm spending a lot less, but I'm way happier. Mm. So a lot of the stuff that I thought was going to bring me joy, Mm -hmm. I I let go of that Mm. and it. Now you can even see it in me. Like mm. I have less things, but I'm a lot happier, which mm. is very odd. You would think that when you buy more things, you, you, you'd you smile a lot more. Some people it works, but it's not for you. Yeah, for me, it's just not. Because I know mm. a lot of people who do buy things and it generally does make them yeah. happy. And I'm glad that formula works for them. For, yeah. But for me, it's not. It's not the same. Yeah. And I'm glad because it was a very hard journey <laughs> to go through that with you. Yeah. But, you know. Well, why was it so hard? Yeah. <sighs> It's like, you know, in general, girls, guys are usually just, you know, same. Whereas girls have a lot of emotions going Mm -hmm. up and down because, you know, X, Y, Z reasons. But I feel like 
you know, I'm already like this. And then you were extreme. So I had to be stable, yeah. you know, to support us. And um, it, it was, I mean, you know, it's tough to see that you going through such hardship and like being frustrated about you as an artist and trying to go out there and try different things and come back and feeling like you failed and the fact that I couldn't do anything about it but just to be you know supportive girlfriend and just make yeah. sure that you know you're relaxed when you're with me or whatnot it was it was hard because I couldn't do anything and, and, I, and I think me being angry all the time too I just hated it because like I, I like I remember the first time you actually ever witnessed me being angry angry mm. and um most of the times I would never show the side of me at all. Like I joke about it a lot. And, you know, when I tell these stories, a lot of people don't believe it, but you've actually seen it. So the first time <laughs> I'm she- I'm so glad your mom was there. <laughs> yeah. The first time she actually saw me really pissed off was when, you know, things weren't going right. So I actually uh, yeah. put in like 10 grand into this Korean short film, this short oh, yeah. series, and it turned out terrible. It was but a flop. It was a huge flop. And it was a big part of it was the fact that I was very inexperienced. The guy that I used, he just, he just completely fucked it up. Mm. And um, it was hard. It was something that I put a lot of money and effort into. And 10 grand is a lot of fucking money, dude. Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck how rich you are. And to me, to, at that time, 10 grand was everything. It was like fucking yeah. like half my bank account. So I was sad. I was stressed. I was pissed. Things just weren't working out the way that it was supposed to. And this guy, we were driving. And essentially what was happening was like I, I, I was driving and this guy cut me off and he almost pushed us off the road. And so I swerved out the way I came back in. And I wasn't that mad. I just, you know, just kind of gave him the bird real quick. Just flipping the bird real fast. Not even really towards him because he was behind me. And you were talking to your mom on the phone at the yeah. time. Yeah, so I didn't really do much. It was just yeah. like, man, dude, fuck this guy. I just gave him a quick yeah. bird and I put it down. I didn't like scream at the guy. I didn't <laughs> shove it in his face. I'm actually surprised that he saw it through the tinted back window. Yeah. But he somehow saw it. Yeah. And so. And he decided to play that game. Yeah. And so he came up to me. And mind you, I remember what, what, what I was wearing because we were going to go to, to LACMA. LACMA. And so I had like this chambray button up T-shirt. Yeah. I had this backwards hat flipped on. You know, I actually have the, those pictures. And so yeah. we're, um, we're driving. And I'm talking to my mom via Bluetooth on, uh, in the car. And all of a sudden I hear this engine rev and he drives up next to me, tells me to roll down my window. No, right before that. You remember? Oh, he was honking, right? He was honking endlessly. It's just beep, like beep, beep. Yeah. And that's how you notice that someone was honking at you. You're like, what the hell is going on? Like, is it for me or just yeah. somebody else? And right. I was so confused too. I was like, who's honking? Especially because I didn't think it was me because that guy almost killed us. Right? <laughs> he wasn't paying attention. And he almost threw us off the road. So I should be the one that's angry. And I wasn't even mad. And so, you know, we were driving and the dude is like screaming and I just see him pointing 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 downwards and i'm like what does that even mean because mm -hmm. i can't really compute what's going on because i didn't do anything wrong yeah. so i was like is he, he talking picked to the wrong guy that's for sure and you know like being like this fluffy asian dude i look like a really nice guy and i am like i don't ever get this angry <laughs> yeah, yeah. and so but mind you i tell these stories about where i grew up it wasn't a great situation and so i was never a thug but i grew up around a lot of bad people mm -hmm. and if i never fought back <laughs> with these human beings like I would get bullied and beat oh, up all the time. So God. I'm not saying that I'm a thug, but I had to throw hands as a kid because oh, I just man. got bullied all the yeah. time. That that anger and the words that was coming out of your mouth definitely came from experience. It's not because <laughs> you want to be cool or anything. That was straight up natural. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so this dude is, and I kind of rolled down the window. And even when I responded to him the first time, it was very nice. I was like, what's going on? 
I was like, I wasn't mad yet. No, you weren't. I mean, before the windows came down, he was just like, pull over. Basically, yeah. he was making a sign pull saying, over. pull over. Pull over. And then that ticked you off because you're trying to talk to your mom and have a good time. And then, you know, basically he, he got your lid off. Yeah. And I just... Like I remember, I, I can't even remember what I was saying, but it, it felt like you I was like a teen. A... <laughs> I felt like I was like a teenager again, and I was just you were like, in a different color. That's it, why it was. It was something like I was just like, yo, what the fuck did you say to me? You want to come over and talk to me? I, I can't even. Yeah, do it. I was just like, yo, I was like, you want to go? You want to throw? Let's yeah. go. I was yeah. like, pull over. You. Yeah. So I slammed my brakes and I went behind him and I was screaming, pull the fuck over. And so, because he told me to pull over. I think the dude was shocked. Yeah, because he thought he could punk me. And he was he was telling uh-huh, me to pull over, which uh-huh. threw me off. And so, when I went behind him, I went right back to his side mm-hmm. again. And I was like, fucking pull over. I thought you wanted to throw down. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. So, I was fuming. Yeah. And so, I, so he wouldn't pull over. And then he tried to jet and leave. And so, I started chasing him down. And then, finally, when the freeway split, he yeah. fucking got me. Because yeah. he pretended like he was going to go in the right lane. And he switched out yeah, left. Yeah. And then, I went off. So... And that was so scary for me. And I remember that moment because after I started calming down and I felt terrible because my mom was just quiet. She yeah. was quiet. And then all I remember was hearing her voice and she was so disappointed. She was so disappointed. I felt so bad. Was that disappointment? I felt like she was trying to calm you down. Yeah, but she was disappointed in me because she was, I think she, she remembers how I was when I was a kid. Yeah. And so, oh, I'm getting terrible. I know. Because like. I couldn't tell if that was the cat or... <laughs> no, it's because like when I was a kid, like she, I think she, she was always like scared for my life because I used to always get in fights. Mm. And so like, I think like that moment was so scary because like I was like, oh shit, like I'm kind of turning back into this person that I don't want to be. Mm. So all I could think about in that moment was like going after this dude, ripping open the door having his face like right where that door was and just slamming it until his skull broke. And that's all I was thinking about. I was like, I'm going to kill this guy. And that's all I could think about okay. is I'm going to wait for him to come out. And when he comes out, mm. I'm going to smash this door on his leg. Mm. And I don't give a fuck how big he is. No matter how crazy or how much you know how to fight, I'm insane. So I'm going to smash your skull until your brains come out. And that's all I could think about. And then when I heard my mom's voice and she was so disappointed, it kind of like teleported me back to when I was a kid. And I was like, and I promised her that I wouldn't be like that type of dude again. And then when she saw it again, I was like, oh shit, I fucked up. And I just sat there and I was like, oh fuck. And then you were so scared. (laughs) So I felt terrible because I scared you. I scared my mom again. And I said that this wasn't the person that I wanted to be. And so like that moment scared me. I was like, oh shit. Like those were during the times when my mom literally thought that I was going to go to prison. Like she thought that I I would end up in jail. And so- when I had that like reflecting moment, all I could think about was I failed. So like I felt so disappointed, you know, and um, like I get emotional so much. Well, because like I get sad because when I think about that, it's because mm. you try so hard not to be a certain person, mm. you know, and your parents can do everything right, uh-huh. but and, it, and it's to no fault of their own, and so because you try not to be this person for so much, and when you see that person come out again, it makes you feel like a failure. And so that's the only time that was like that moment where I decided like, okay, Mariel will never see this person come out again. Mm. And like, you really haven't seen that guy come out since. And it's because it scared you so much. And I remember when it scared you, it made me feel terrible. Mm. Like I felt like trash because you looked at me and I think that was the first time I actually thought that you were going to leave me. Mm. Cause I was like, oh, she's going to leave me now because she actually saw 
you know, how I grew up as a kid. Mm. You know, I joke a lot. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge jokester and I talk a lot about like, uh, yo, I'm a little bitch and whatever. And yeah. I never really am. Like, I'm not very confrontational. <laughs> but growing up with the people that I did and the things that I had to do just so I wouldn't get bullied. Mm. It wasn't very nice. Mm. Like, you know, a lot of people may or may not believe it, but I used to get into a lot of fist fights. And it was just because like I got tired of getting bullied. Mm. Like I got tired of people picking on me all the fucking time. Mm. And so the only way for me to do it was just to throw fists and see what happens. Mm. If I ended up dying, then I would die. Fuck it. Let's see what happens. Mm. But it just turned out that I was just, a, well, thank God I grew up to be like a six foot two Asian guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. And albeit I didn't win all these fights, but mm. I for sure made it to the point where people would understand, well, you can't just punk this dweeby little Asian kid with glasses. Like mm. out of all the nerds that you're going to punk, it's not going to be that guy because mm-hmm. he's going to cause you some trouble. Yeah, And so- when I saw that side of me come out, I was just like, oh, shit, dude. Like, you you, you really haven't grown up. Mm-hmm. Like, you're still the same dude. And uh, I was just so disappointed. And that was probably the last time I saw you like that. Yeah, I haven't done it since. Like, I, yeah. I, I refuse. Like, I, I, like, probably until recently with that dude when we were moving in in Glendale. To my, uh, when I was moving into my new apartment. Oh, I that, didn't see that part, but. Yeah, but that was like, and that was like after seven or eight years. And even then it wasn't as bad as that one time. Because I, all I could think about was trying to kill that guy. And I just. Do you think you still have that? I don't think so. Just because the other situation in Glenda was way worse. Like that guy was, <laughs> he was a fucking asshole. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't punch him or anything. Mm, so, mm, you know, looking back on those moments, it's just like, oh shit, dude. Like it takes years of just mm-hmm. self-thought and reflection and therapy for you not to be that person and so it's probably what my mom saw i know i think your mom's a very intuitive human being because you know i told her too she goes oh you have a lot of anger and even when she says that like i feel like i don't because it's not like how it used to be but i think your mom can see a lot of the uh turmoil that i've de- dealt with as a kid growing up as an asian kid <laughs> around other people who used to punk them a lot mm-hmm. and uh how I deal with situations and how I, even my humor is angry, mm-hmm. you know, but now I just deal with this anger by making people laugh. Mm. And so when that, I think your mom sensed that a lot and she still talks about to this day, she goes, you need to relax, <laughs> you know, let things go, let it go, move uh-huh. on. And so, and probably you're like, you know, at some point it's like, yeah, I don't know what she's talking about, but you know, deep down there are st- still yeah. certain things that needs to be. Cause I get scared too, because healed. I think about our future, like when we get married and we have kids. And so I don't want my kids to deal with problems the way I did. Mm-hmm. And I don't want them to feel like violence is a solution mm-hmm. for a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. And so when I get angry, it's not like it's not like when you're a kid in high school and you kind of tell all your friends about these conquests that you had when you beat somebody up and you feel proud of it. I never feel proud of that stuff. I feel mm-hmm. terrible. Mm-hmm. I feel absolutely terrible because – I don't think about how it makes me feel. I think about how it makes everybody that I care about feel. Because now it's just—it's not just my life. Mm. Something happens to me, you're going to be worried. Something happens to me, my parents are worried. And so even for my mom, like when I like, I still remember her voice on that phone call, and I was like, oh shit, like she's so disappointed. And so I just don't want her to feel that way again. So that's, every time I think about that, I get super sad. That's how you know that you've matured. Ugh, I don't want to be an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I wish that. Uh, that's like the thing about growing up too. You know what it is? Ever since that Winnie the Pooh movie, man, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm like super hyper emotional. You got so emotional after that movie. That's true. Like I, you know, when you told me that you cried after watching that movie, I could see it, but I didn't think it was 
I was kind of surprised how emotional you got. But it's good. It's that you're, you know, being more attached to your emotions. Like, usually, you know, how you were before, you would block your emotions. That's how you deal with things. Yeah. That's why the anger came up. But now that you're accepting it, you're accepting how other people feel. And I think that part has grown a lot in our relationship, too. Like, oh, for the sure. fact that you care more about how people would feel in terms of like the actions that you take. Yeah. And I think that's good. And I think that's where the insang has changed too. You know? And I'm really proud of you. Do I cry so much lately? It's unreal. Like everything makes me cry. Like I don't know why. Like every time I watch something, I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is gonna make me cry. And I don't even know why. <laughs> like it's like somebody you know like when you don't close a faucet all the way and it just starts dripping water slowly that's somebody didn't close my faucet all the way somebody didn't close it all the way and so everything is making me cry because now as an adult i can reflect on things a lot better Mm. i can look back at my actions i can look back and say oh shit what i can really empathize with my parents now like what Mm. they were going through i don't even have a kid yet and i'm at at that point Mm -hmm. now i'm at that point where i can look back and say oh shit this is probably what my parents were going through yo you guys think i think that's what it is too <laughs> you know the fact that you're not spread thin you could reflect a lot of things now i'm thinking Food. a lot more mm. and it's weird sometimes i get scared um being by myself because i have to think a lot and then because when i think a lot i have to reflect a lot and when i reflect a lot i think about a lot of the times i've messed up mm. so and it's not regret like mm. i don't look at it regret because i truly believe things happen for a reason if i didn't go through those experiences i wouldn't be who i am now so when people say, oh, you don't have any regrets, it, yeah, I don't. Because what, what, what's the whole point of me sitting here wishing that I could change something that I did in the past? It's happened. Nothing, no matter what I do, mm. what's happened, happened. Mm. So it doesn't matter. Do you regret about that one point? I don't regret it because it happened. Mm. I don't know what's there to regret. Nothing happened, fortunately. But what if did something happen? What, what if something happened then? Mm. What, if, what if we did get out the car? Mm. And then I just got it and I beat the living shit out of that dude. Mm. Right? Mm. I would have went, went to jail. Would you have regret it then? Probably, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, things happen for a reason. And I can't I, survive I, in jail. I'm a little, I can't. Yeah. I'll get butt raped. Like, I can't, I can't survive in jail. Yeah. And glad, and you know, thank God nothing did happen because I wouldn't have known what would have happened. That was early in our, early stage in our relationship. So... But I'm glad that, you know, you have changed in a good way. And that wasn't even that long ago either. That was like maybe three years ago. I think every year is a lot now for us. I feel like. Moving forward. I feel like, um, yeah, like I I think our biggest changes have happened in the last three or four years. Mm. Like leaps and bounds. It wasn't gradual. A lot of the stuff is like click, move, click, move, mm. click, change, mm. click, change. Because before I think things would transform slowly. Yeah. But things have been able to, I say, evolve a lot faster because um, we've reached like a certain level of maturity that we didn't have before. So we don't need to continually make the same mistakes over and over. Mm. So then once we recognize it, it hits us really hard. Yeah. And then we try not to do that again. I feel like we hit a lot of milestones together. I think we grew up a lot as we were together. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe that's the reasons why we did char drosso. <laughs> you know? Things happen for a reason. I believe in that truly that God puts them in places and bring in, you know, and bring people in our lives for a reason. Well, that's an hour and something minutes in. I made 
oh my god, I can't believe. Have you ever cried in podcasts? I don't think so. You usually make people cry. Yeah, I made myself cry. Huh? I know. Oh, you made me cry. I was just, I was listening to you. Yeah, I mean, Sugai, <laughs> the little kid. Oh, Sugai. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, guys. Oh shit, we got an emotional on this podcast. I didn't really expect that. I actually brought her on to make fun of her today. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you did plenty of times. Yeah, that made you cry. But uh, I like she's happy that she made me cry. I mean, I like it when you let your emotions out. Oh, it's, you're gonna hate it when it comes out too much. I've seen that. <laughs> Anyways, guys, um, what an interesting episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Um, well, I will say this. Uh, you guys can catch us on all audio platforms. Yo, if you guys had the time, even if you can't watch us on the, on, the, on YouTube and you guys can't physically see it, we're on all audio audio platforms, right? So we're on Spotify, CastBox, iTunes. And if you're on there and you could give us that five star or that thumbs up or whatever you can do. Uh, make sure that you do it. And, you know, I'm here to be with you guys um, on your commutes every day when you need somebody to listen to or just have a dope conversation that you guys could peep in on. This or is going to be with. or cry with. This is that Genius Brain podcast, baby. And that's what this podcast is about. Uh, a lot of podcasts I feel kind of focus on guests and their expertise. And that's not what this is about. This is just a podcast where you could really hear people talk. Have mm-hmm. real conversations. You don't have to be a celebrity. You don't have to be someone that's special in the public eye. And everybody has a story to tell. And that's what Genius Brain is about. And, so uh, yeah, everybody. Uh, we'll see you next time. Um, if you want to catch Mariel, you could see her at her Instagram <laughs> at Mariel underscore underscore song. And you could also see uh, she's so here's a thing that I don't know if she's ready to tell you guys, but. Mariel has a very um, interesting relationship with her grandmother that passed away. And uh, she, if I talked about her grandma, she'd cry right now. Mm-hmm. But I ain't going to do it. Mm-hmm. But uh, you could check her Instagram out called, was it? Was it? I could never say it right. My Harmony Story. My underscore Harmony underscore Story. Yeah, so Mariel is actually going to be working on creating a children's book based off of the relationship that she had with the grandmother. So if you want to see her on that journey, check, check that out as well. And uh, yeah, everybody, we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Janet. Peace.